When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because you basically are a co-host on the podcast now, mm-hmm. um, we should tell everybody what you what the business plan is that you put together for me as I cover <laughs> Real Hustles of Salt Lake City uh-huh. on my podcast. Yeah, and I wish did I text it to you or DM it to you? Because <laughs> I know that I made it sound like an option, but we both knew it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think that's good. Here's the exchange. Um, okay. I said, are you and Chelsea, you and or Chelsea free <laughs> available for SLC chat? At first you said right at the second. It was at, I sent this text at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, let's be serious here. We all have daytime jobs. Yeah, but mine is all over the place and I don't really know no, what anybody I, else does. Also, I, also, I'm saying this literally, <laughs> even though it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon and we're recording right now. Um so you said, I'm a little bloke, blah, blah, blah. And then you said, hey, what if <laughs> this is me producing because I'm the oldest sibling. So taking over <laughs> is what I do best. True, true. Uh, what if I did one part and then Chelsea did another and then we both came on for part three. And I said, my brain is fried. Take over as you'd like. I'm very supportive. <laughs> so you said, OK, then that then with that business model, blah, blah, blah. OK, here we go. So that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, transparency is key. Uh, we have to let our investors know what we've decided. Well, of course. <laughs> and the listeners, too. They need to know they have three weeks of me <laughs> quickly approaching. What I'm excited for is apparently this morning we found out that part three is going to be primarily reality volunteers and black eye stuff. So mm-hmm. I just want, you know, I'm honestly, I, I'm just going to be giving you the time on my platform, but like, it's just going to be you and Chelsea talking about it. And I'm just going to listen. Like I'm listening to a podcast and I love that. You'll be our Gelman. Yeah. Is that his name? On Gelman? Regis and Kelly? Oh, Regis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or First like of all, that. Regis hasn't been on TV in about 12 years, but I'll, <laughs> I'll forever call it Regis and Kelly. Is he with us? I don't believe so. <laughs> so he hasn't been on TV for several years and also not on Earth. <laughs> okay. What if Regis... Okay, hold on. What if Regis uh-huh. hosted reunions on Housewives? <laughs> he should have. <laughs> That's what we're missing, I think. Okay. It would have sent him to the grave a lot sooner. Now, again, I want to say I'm not sure if he's dead, but... No, he definitely is. Now that you said it, I do remember. Because I even posted, like, a collage of him <laughs> when, he, when he passed. And then I got all these DMs that was like, he's not a nice person. Oh. Like, okay, that might be true, but he makes me laugh. So. Okay, but, like, who is a nice person? Me and That's you are true. barely nice people. But- that's true. What what makes a nice person? I don't know. I'll never find out. I wouldn't know. Where we live, there's very few. That's very true. That would be my housewives tagline. Oh. In this town, nobody's nice, including me. <laughs> I like it. To the point. Okay, so we're here to talk about Rehasa's Salt Lake City reunion part one. And we're also doing this because people fucking loved our episode uh, recapping the finale. And I think that that was primarily because of you. Oh, stop it. We both had great things to say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So reunion, like this show is so fucking unserious. The way that like they opened it up with like the pre-reunion, like the ladies rolling in from their various black cars and then the editing with like 
honestly, it was set like a Bollywood soap opera. Like it was so over the top. You might as well have had a lady like rolling down the stairs and like zooming in and out. Like, it was just so <laughs> stupid, but I loved it so much. Because we didn't get footage of anyone coming out of their dressing room except Monica coming down those stairs. So it looked <laughs> like they were all on one floor except for Monica who was shoved into the attic and had to walk downstairs in front of everyone to get to the reunion set. <laughs> yeah. And you know what may- really makes me dislike people is like prayer circles. So mm. like when when Heather, Whitney, and and Lisa are like, protect us, Ar- Archangel Michael or whatever, I was like, you know what? The easiest way for me to not like you is this shit. Like, don't. That's partially true. But I like when people mock religion. And I think <laughs> they were taking it seriously. But because of what it is, it felt like they were mocking it. So mm. I enjoyed it. Okay, like, if yeah. they did this before a Broadway debut, I would say, go fuck yourselves, please. <laughs> but like, this, like if Ariana prays before she starts Chicago, I'm going to throw myself down a well. But <laughs> <laughs> this, this made me laugh out loud. You're going to go to the set, go up to where Monica walked down from and throw yourself down those steps. <laughs> yes. And then the show is unserious. You said that already. But even more unserious are the viewers because there are like full dissertations about that scene in the beginning. Like Angie was the only one that patted the driver on the back. You can tell she's the best human out of the bunch. Like, Or she can't keep her hands to herself. <laughs> one is it yeah Yeah, exactly maybe that maybe that person didn't want to be touched i thought in 2024 we were being in the place of like it's the baseline is don't touch people they don't want to be touched like i thought that's where we were that's where i am that's right oh my god this morning on a work call this is such a sidebar we have so many things to discuss somebody okay on a work call this morning um i i've had a crazy week Right now I'm solo parenting. You know, my mm. in-laws live with us, so they help us a lot with the kids. They're gone for a month and my husband has gone to Mexico. And so I'm solo parenting and like the morning was crazy because everybody had to get to the airport and like kids oh. had to get to the to school and all this stuff. And so somebody at work was like, how are you doing today? And I was like, actually... I'm doing fine because my house is quiet and I'm the only person in it. And this guy said, is that what women really want? And I was like, yeah, to be left the fuck alone. Yeah. That's it. But yeah. Okay. Anyway. No. Speaking of, I don't know what we were saying, but the set of this show, of this reunion. Is a miniature golf course at Disney World, Typhoon Lagoon. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) Okay, I wouldn't even give it Disney World. It would be like, okay, if you've ever gone to Disney World, which obviously you and I both have, Uh um, but if you don't stay at the Disney Resort because you're uh, not part of the 1%, Uh um, and you stay at like in, you know, Kissimmee, Florida, which is like the town over, you know that there's like a whole bunch of like trying to be Disney adjacent little like putt-putt places and water parks and all that stuff. That is what really it looked like. It looked like one of those like off the highway of on the way to Disney from Kiss Me to Orlando or whatever. You said I really want to guess and you. However, I thought the production quality was great. I thought <laughs> like you know how you're in line at Disney World for two hours, so yeah. they have like a set that you yeah, walk yeah. through so you don't feel like you're in line. That's what it looked like to me. Okay, you're right. You're right. And they put in so much effort into it. Like I want to know. Like, what is the budget for set design at the reunions? Truly. Remember Ramona's last reunion of New York was just an abandoned warehouse with carpets on the floor? <laughs> COVID, yeah. <laughs> and now this is what Salt Lake City gets? I would be so pissed. Yeah, and then or, um, OC, they were just in a sound stage, And they were like, here's a green screen. I would argue that this green screen was far classier than this Ooh. stage, but like I wish if I was part of Salt Lake, like you know, it's, it's important to like show people like the glasses have full. They they here's the thing: if I was maybe a cast member in Salt Lake City, it'd be like we could have gone somewhere else. You had budget for other stuff, mm. but instead you spent it on the reunion stage. That's true, because yeah, this costs a pretty penny. Yeah. Monica could have got a new garage with this money. (laughs) Can we get into that? Okay. 
We start the reunion with fucking Jen Shaw. Andy asks how it was filming without her. And Heather says that she was excited to film without the toxicity. And then she like really does some like revisionist history by being like, yeah, I it everything fell apart after Jen pled guilty. And it's like, no, you still brought her to BravoCon and yeah. called her at the last reunion. Like, and Andy's just such a bad host because he yeah. never brings these things up. Regis would not let this slide. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andy, yeah, Andy is a terrible host, and that's why, and we'll get into details about it later, but when people say things to upset him, it brings me so much joy. For instance, <laughs> when Monica said, this show sucks and the rating sucks, Andy got so offended, and my heart was a flutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, he's just like, he. he's just bad at his job, yeah. and it it's so annoying because it's like if you don't want to if you are bad at this you should give this to somebody else and honestly as a person who works in corporate america this is about right like you have somebody who is really high up who wants to be in everything and you're like honestly you're not good at it but the only reason you have this job is because you've appointed yourself 1000%. I always call Andy Cohen the Ryan Murphy of reality TV because I think they like put the pieces in place to have great television, but then they just don't know what to do with it. So like you already have housewives established. The money's going to come to you, whether you're on the couch with your kids or you're in the studio. So maybe just be on the couch with your kids. You'll get the money. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, the ladies say that they used to be afraid of Jen Shaw because she was going to go on social media and retaliate against them. And I'm like, hmm. This felt <laughs> like they were just trying to dig at Monica and Reality Vontees without doing it. You know what I mean? Like the worst yeah. thing a person could do is talk about us on social media. Yes. Like <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. And they bring up something else later that also calls to that like they really really dig on that so we get to monica now monica there's a whole monica segment and for some reason i don't know why i wrote this note down but i wrote down donnie do you want to be lisa (laughs) because i think (laughs) i think somebody asked monica do you want to be lisa Uh but i don't care what monica said i care about you do you want to be lisa barlow i think i'm close enough to already being lisa barlow (laughs) (laughs) where (laughs) <laughs> Where it's not really a a need for me. <laughs> You're like been there, done that. <laughs> she wants to be me. <laughs> you didn't even have to do lines that time. No, I didn't. I practiced in my head the whole time you were talking. I was like, I feel an impression coming on. Let me get into character. <laughs> okay, uh, Monica says that she didn't know what she was going to bring to the show. She said. Quote, I'm a whore going through a divorce that has four kids and lives in a 3,000 square foot home. Okay. As people that live in the East Coast, uh-huh. a 3,000 square foot home is huge. I don't even look up what square foot means because I or how big my apartment is because I know I'll feel bad about myself. Yeah, like the average New York City apartment is anywhere between like seven to 800 square feet. So like, what do you mean? What do you mean? So, like... 3,000 square feet is he is big. It is huge. But <laughs> how many people are there? Five? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still huge, but. That's like a family of five. That's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's, you know, I don't it's think It's because so they all have their rentals. You know what I mean? I think if she was just in the PTA, I think she would feel like she fits in and she's doing well off and yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But coming on a reality show, there are people online, ref- on Twitter, <laughs> there are people um, that refer to her as like the poor one. So I, I mean, do understand is. what she's saying. Right. She is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Um, speaking of poor ones, so they get into this whole Lisa and Barlow, Lisa Barlow and Monica get into the whole thing about the ring and Lisa being part of the 1%. Now I have to ask you first, do you think Monica stole her ring? I, I have no morals, so I think it would be iconic if she did, but I think what is more realistic is. Lisa is doing all that because she did really focus on the price. So if this was some kind of insurance thing where now that it's missing, Lisa can get money from it, maybe that's what happened. 
Honestly, it's possible. Or you know what? Sometimes for attention, if I think something really quick and then correct myself in my head, I go with it to like, like if I'm like, are my eyes red? Have my eyes been red my whole life? And then I'm like, no, it's just whatever. They're blurry right now. But then I'll tell people, you know, guys, my eyes were red when I was born. Just because like for a second, it was my truth. So I'm not lying. I'm just telling something that I've come to learn. So like maybe she did drop it on the floor and she's like, my ring's gone. And then she found it immediately, put it in her pocket, but said, you know what? I'm on a show. Let me talk about this for eight hours. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that as being a potential <laughs> option. Oh, my. And then I, she, because she does have a new one. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's one and, of those things where it's like, I've made such a big fuss. Now I have to go with it, even though I found it. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. Like, I wonder if she wasn't. And we didn't get, like, flashes of it, I don't think, on the show. Like, she was wearing it when she got off the bus, and now she's not. But, like, I wonder if when she was putting on her lotion that morning, she just left it on the dresser. And then when she got home, she's like, well, now I can't fucking tell people this. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, or, like, she just, she had taken it off and put it in her purse to put on lotion, Mm -hmm. perhaps after a flight. And then she couldn't find it and then just like assumed and then later on when she was like maybe when she was having that meltdown about makeup it really wasn't about the makeup it was the fact that she had found the ring and she was feeling so many other emotions that she was like i i like i have to put it somewhere so now i'm gonna put it on the makeup thing and now but really what it was was like she did find her ring you know what i mean yeah and and look as a person who often fights with their spouse (laughs) about a thing only to later on find out that I'm wrong. You are <laughs> never going to find me apologizing for something like that. Never. No. No. I've made a fuss and now I'm going to live in that fuss. <laughs> and you'll be damned if I ever admit that I, you know, was wrong. Yeah. The biggest thing about this for me is like, yeah, $60,000 is a lot. But when we found out that this was the ring that her husband gave her because Henry's birth was a difficult one and she didn't know if he would make it and all that, like price wouldn't even, it could be a $60 million ring. Price wouldn't go into my mind if that was the reasoning behind it. And like, then she tells Monica, well, it's it's nobody's business as to what it means to me. But like, I don't think I would be able to verbally not go there immediately. Like when I lost my high school ring in the Jersey Shore, it was a stupid like... a hundred (laughs) dollar fake gold high school ring but I said my ring my high school ring (laughs) like that I didn't say oh it was fifty dollars or whatever my mind went to the emotional connection yeah of course my husband has lost a wedding band his own wedding band once Mm. um and I I, we got him another one uh I did tell him that if he loses another one then he has to get me another ring. So, Ooh. which is fair, but also not because my rings are far more expensive than his rings. Anyway, but you know, you're bringing up a good point because like my, like Lisa, at if Lisa had said, see, this is where like Meredith is good at this. Like if Lisa had said, you guys, like it's really sentimental because like Henry almost died and like, and like went into that whole thing. Then nobody would care. But like the fact that she kept talking about the money, the money, the money, the money, that's why everybody got turned off. But like Meredith would immediately pull out the sentimentals. Oh, yeah. She's so good at that. The funny thing about this fight is that Monica apologizes. First, Lisa says she's annoyed about being called a 1%. Then Monica says, no, you're right. I'm sorry for calling you the 1%. So Lisa's like, okay. And then Monica says, because you're not, you're not part of the 1%. And Lisa's like, well, now I'm, ma- now I want to be part of the 1%. Yeah. Which I love about Lisa Barlow. <sighs> Lisa Barlow can do no wrong except su- support Ted Cruz. But besides, <laughs> besides that, I yeah. love her on my TV screen. She is, <laughs> I'll say it again. I think I said it. When we talked about the finale, I'll say it now, and I'll say it in part three of the reunion. Everyone in this cast is mentally ill, and that's why it really works. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Within this mentally ill, stupid fight, at some point, Angie's <laughs> Angie's chiming in, and Monica says, by the way, I watched this on Peacock, on Unbleep, uh, and that's the way to watch it. Yeah. She says, why are you talking bench warming, bitch? <laughs> 
I asked Peacock who Kim Zolciak's daughter has to blow to get the whole mm-hmm. season unedited because it really adds something. It does. It's like, we're all adults here. Like, just why can't I get the F words? <laughs> right. Yeah. Ima- okay. Even like Girls Trip, Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, I only watched like three or four episodes so far, but one of the fights is that, that Kelly Ben Simone gets mad at Dorinda for calling her cunty. It was bleeped out. I was like, give me cunty. Yeah, please. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It makes no sense. None. Um, We talk about Monica's relationship with Jen. We find out that Monica was Jen's unpaid assistant. And I have to ask you, do you think that she did that just to get on the show? If you're unpaid, yes. I think, I think, or not even to get on the show, but like, Jen's going to be a star. And if she goes up, then I'll go up. And like, if Jen has money to pay someone, I've been here this whole time unemployed or unpaid. So now maybe she will pay me and back end it or whatever. Like there was, she was getting something out of it. It wasn't just to be her friend. Yeah. And also you can personally attest to this. There was something about being part of the Shaw squad early on. That was very, you know what? There was even, she said unpaid, but I know she got a hoodie and a mug. If (laughs) I got a hoodie and a mug, I know, I know Monica did. And you know what? For me, that was enough. (laughs) Because they were people who early (sighs) on, what? I think Monica is the one I was in like communication with to get my Shaw Squad stuff. The okay. name Monica is truly wait a second. I need you can keep talking. I need to go through my emails and type in Shaw Squad and <laughs> see what happened. No, I think this is extremely, extremely important. I think this is so important. I will say like I remember early on, Jen Shaw found people online to immediately like love her i've mentioned this before there's a person that like went viral for sharing a jen shaw clip and they were like number one in the shaw squad and they were like a muslim person and they got really popular and they are still very popular and i have to argue that they are not even a little bit funny but anyway they really (laughs) hit it big because jen shaw tweeted them and like made them go viral and then they became part of the shaw squad and they defended jen shaw up until (laughs) she pled guilty (laughs) So like, so like, you know, I think that there is something to say about the um, excitement of being part of the Gen, Gen, the Shaw Squad, which I famously and proudly was not a part of. Mm. I'm like, you, Donnie. I was. And even, <laughs> listen, they were the most comfortable sweatpants. I can't find the email. They were the most comfortable sweatpants I've ever worn in my life. So even after it came out that she was a terrible person, I still wore them on laundry day. I went to the laundromat with the chest squad down my leg. And every time I was afraid that I would be attacked, like PETA with ink on my fur coat, I was afraid <laughs> that someone would say like, my grandmother is poor because of her. <laughs> it never <laughs> happened. Thank God. Oh, thank God. Oh, you really, you really dodged a bullet. Heather <laughs> shares a voice note where Monica is just like, just like the worst, but like also so funny. She's like, she says something like Kim K- Kim Kardashian was a fucking nobody and then she was an assistant and now look where the fuck she is. So yeah, I was Jen's assistant as a stepping stone. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing any job as a stepping stone. No, and that's what they're trying to get her and because she's lying about it, that's where it seems like she got got. Because mm-hmm. if they said, you were doing this unpaid, did you do it to be on the show? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so what? Like if I think you can be someone's friend and also have an agenda. And if that makes me a bad person, I don't know. But if Bravo was in talks to give you your own show and I'm already a unofficial co-host, if you get a contract with Bravo, I'll say, hey, remember when I covered four episodes of Salt Lake City with you? Can I do it on Bravo with you now, please? Please. I put in my time. 
It's called networking, guys. Be a fucking grown up, okay? Exactly. Like, these people are, like, acting as if, like, there's no such thing as, like, yes, obviously, Monica is a clout chaser, Mm -hmm. and Monica is an opportunist, but who isn't? (laughs) Thank you. Certainly nobody on this stage. Oh, God. (laughs) They're such assholes. Monica, we find out how Monica got cast. She says that she sent casting an email, and the girls are being so fucking snotty to her. They're like, we weren't. We didn't have to send an email. We didn't have to audition. We were approached by Bravo. (laughs) And uh, Monica, did you write down? I didn't write down what Monica said that she said to casting um, in her email. But it was she said the show sucks and the ratings suck. But the email (laughs) did not say that at all. No, the email was like, "You need a feisty excommunicated Latina." (laughs) I have feelings about. I don't know. Maybe this is an off off camera, off off the record Mm. conversation about Monica calling herself a Latina. I have a lot of thoughts about it. Anyway. Yeah, I'm a white man, so I can't speak on it. Like I am, I am white and identify as white. But it's it's giving Dallas with what's her face, um, the blonde one. Oh, there was Carrie Duber. Carrie Duber? No, no, Carrie. Yeah, the other one. And she was Latina, but okay. There's a there's a lot to unpack. We don't have time for it. Anyway, we find out how Monica was involved in Jen's case. Whatever. There's nothing really new there, I guess. She's an informant. All right. Um, (laughs) Monica Monica does make a snarky comment about like, well, you know, I did what anybody should have done, including all the people here. And they all don't take her bait. And I wish that they would because she has a point. But they're all like, they're like, we're better than this. Like, we're not here to take her bait. We're not going to argue with her. We're just going to come at her about shit that we know that she did that's wrong. Yes, I feel there's a lot of debate going on, like, will she be back? Will she not? Whatever. I think she is handling this and the cast is handling it the same way the Monique and Candace reunion was. Yeah. I think I think she knows she's not coming back. So because of that, she's going scorched earth, saying the ratings suck, bringing out the burn book, whatever. And the cast is not really going back and forth with her because they feel morally they're correct and she's the devil. Yeah, and also because the way the show works is that if you don't go back and forth with somebody like that, they don't get a moment, and then that's mm, it. Yeah. You know, it kind of sets a stage of like you're not going to get anything out of me with this person. And it's working because I love Monica. I will watch her on whatever reality show she does next. If she starts a podcast, I'll listen. Whatever they say about Gaga, if she's the only fan, it's me. Whatever. <laughs> that's how I feel about Monica Fowler Garcia. Um, but at this reunion, because no one was going back and forth with her, she tried to create moments and they all felt ingenuine. Like when she would like laugh or say, yell things in conversations she wasn't a part of, like I was cringing and I'm her number one fan. So I can't imagine how people who hate her felt. Yeah. And I don't know why people hate her. Me neither. Honestly, <sighs> like, there's no reason to hate anybody on these shows, except no. for, like, M- Ramona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Monica shares about her uh, affair with her brother-in-law and her excommunication, and she's, like, really sad. And Heather's like, yeah, she was, like, really open about, like, getting rebaptized and, like, all of this stuff. And apparently it was 10 years ago and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And Whitney, this is where Whitney says something. So Monica's like, you know, I'm dealing with this now because I hadn't talked about this openly. And now I'm being called a whore like all the time. I'm like, you called yourself one earlier. Um, (laughs) But then she's like, the Internet is like so mean. And Whitney says, it hits differently when the trolls and Internet come after you. Uh And I was like, oh, oh, you guys really... You nailed they it. They rehearsed, yeah. They did. It was really <laughs> smart, though. Because she even does it with, like, a little, like, shimmy, like, <laughs> Uh-huh. And and Monica's so stupid because Monica's like, yeah, the internet is mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she had to. Because if you do take that bait from Whitney or earlier on when they were talking about Jen, if you take that bait as Monica, it just makes you look crazy. And already the show is painting you to be crazy. 
and like a sociopath gossip girl whatever so if Whitney was like yeah I agree with you and then Monica was like fuck you Whitney then (laughs) I think we would be like whoa (laughs) you're right um Andy says something about friendships in hot water or bath water it was so weird like it even had this like awkward pause where I was like did Andy forget his lines like can he not read the teleprompter what the fuck is he saying he's just bad at his job bring in Joe Coy (laughs) god even Joe Coy would do better here um Anyway, there's a whole friendship segment. And what I liked about this is it really shows how fucking like I think it's a good it's a good time to show that even if we don't have Monica on the show next season, when we don't have Jen Shaw on the show, these four women, like the core women and even Angie are so I don't like to use the word bipolar because it's like a diagnosis but they're yeah. so like hot and cold with each other all the time that that's what makes the show good yes there's no safe space like beverly None. hills this year is a little different because uh kyle's dipping her toes in the lady pond so Sharif's getting jealous yeah. but normally like you know where people stand they don't turn on each other it gets boring it gets stale but this show even within episodes like Two can be best friends at the beginning and then enemies in the middle and best friends at the end again. You never are safe. It's the best. You you know, because like, yeah, you because you never know when like Meredith is going to be offended about a thing. You never Mm -hmm. know when like something is going to be triggering to Heather. Like we just don't know. And I love that they, after spending like this many years with each other, still don't really know. Do you think Meredith weaponizes her personal issues? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Me <laughs> yeah. too. Me too. And then her reason is like, I have a lot going on and like nobody asks me and then I don't bring it up until I'm pushed in a corner. And it's like, well, maybe you should just bring it up before you get pushed. In yeah. Corner. Just call Bravo and tell them you need to have a lunch scene with Whitney to get some tea or whatever. Yeah. And that's when you can let people know. Because when you drop it in a group yelling it doesn't come across the same way (laughs) no not at all um whose side are you on in the whitney versus lisa grief management situation um i think they're both a little wrong and they're both a little right because we did see that lisa asked her repeatedly but as i but i also fully understood what whitney said when she said, like, I said I was okay, and then you kept asking, and that made me say, like, wait a second, I'm not okay. Yeah, I get it, too. And also, Lisa keeps saying that she hugged Whitney, but she didn't. She, she hugged did. another blonde yeah. woman. <laughs> she did. She got confused. <laughs> but I think I'm on Whitney's side fully because then at the reunion, Lisa says, I know I wasn't wrong. So, like, you saying that, now you're wrong. Like, now this is a wrong. woman mourning the death of her best friend. Let her feel how she needs to feel. <laughs> and if you know you're not wrong, just keep it inside. That's okay. <laughs> One of my favorite uses of Lisa Barlow is how Whitney Whitney and Heather fight over her uh, because (laughs) they're both like they're both they just want to be friends with the cool Mormon girl Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. That's all they want. It's like having my family is a three sibling household Mm -hmm. and this especially since we know they're kind of cousins, I think it is very much a family dynamic where like there are the two, there's always going to be someone on the outs. Mm -hmm. And I think these two are using that family thing to Mm -hmm. use Lisa against each other. It's the best. It's so good. (laughs) Um, Angie says that she regrets falling for Monica's bullshit because Monica really did start the rumors, which I agree with. And then we get into, I honestly I like zoned out because there's so much talking. I don't really know what happened, but there's like a Lisa versus like Lisa called Angie weak and Angie didn't appreciate it. And then they were talking. There's a lot of talking. I don't know what was going on, but my favorite is Lisa Barlow says her intentions are misinterpreted because of the East Coast, West Coast. (gasps) (laughs) And when he said, no, I don't think that's it, Lisa. Oh, God. And like, <laughs> I don't 
know. It was just so good. Like yeah. it just it it was nice to see them like poking at each other, but also being like, "Yeah, you're an asshole, and it's okay." Uh-huh. And you're I my think, asshole. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I think because they know what is coming. If this was a regular reunion, I don't think we would get the "it's okay" at the end. But because they know they all have a common enemy, and this. The reason that they're in this studio today is to vanquish her like a charm demon by the end of it. (laughs) I think they're like, say whatever you need to say to me. And yes, I'll get upset. And Lisa will yell out, do I get to defend myself? But like, besides that, I laughed out loud when she said that. Um, (laughs) After talking for 15 minutes, she's like, I don't get to defend myself. But I think having Monica there and knowing that she's the common enemy, I think that it's letting them wrap up, much like in the finale, Heather and Whitney said, like, oh, it's fine. Whatever you read about me in the book is fine. Like, it's not, but we have bigger fish to fry. And you know what? This also sets the stage for a real shit show, because once your common enemy is gone, yes. you are back to being enemies with each other. Uh-huh. Which they don't that. understand. This is not... Housewives is not a strategic reality show, and most of the reality shows I watch are strategic. So we know that, Nor. We know that you can't get rid of the biggest enemy because then you will be someone's biggest enemy. And I don't think they're using that mindset. They just want her gone because she tricked them or whatever. You need to keep her around because if not each other will turn on you, but then also fans will turn on you because right now there are so many Monica haters, like get her off the show, put her in jail. Crazy. But, um, but once she's gone, they need to pick on somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you think bad leather is a good name for Lisa? (laughs) I screamed. That was Andy's only good moment. Yes. Yes. It almost no. It didn't make up for it when he tried to do the Meredith Marks impression. I almost threw my remote through the television screen. Let's let's talk about the fact that the internet is sometimes ruining things. Let's talk about when things aren't fun anymore. For example, you posted this. Uh, there was somebody in Congress or something in our poli- I don't know. Someone in government. Okay. I don't know. I'll what tell you person- what it is. A gay man in Congress. We need to keep the gays out of the, Wait, out of the government. He is because that's all the comments were like, Oh, I love gays in Congress. Now we get to have fun. Congress isn't supposed to be fun. What the fuck are you talking about? A gay in Congress, your words, not mine, um, said he was coming. They're coming after Donald Trump, obviously. And he quoted, we have the proof, the screenshots, the text, whatever. Whitney says we have everything. Or sorry, Heather said. Listen, when Bravo terminology, Uh when Housewives quotes end up in Congress, (laughs) and it's not because one of them is being like investigated in Congress. Mm -hmm. We're it's done. It's done. The joke is ruined. Yeah. When everybody on this fucking soundstage, this putt putt golf, uh, this putt putt course goes around and does their her husband impression one by one, you've ruined it. It's not fun anymore. No. They try. We're at such a weird place with Bravo where, well. Monica is great proof where fans want to be a part of the show, but then the show also want to be part of the fans. Like it's a very weird blurred line. I think BravoCon zoomed that. What word am I looking for? I don't know. Accelerated. Yes. Yes. Like we were already kind of tap dancing around it and like people DMing housewives, housewives DMing back, whatever. But once BravoCon happened and like, people thought it was fun to get up to the mic and like grill Tom Sandoval. No, you're just, you have a car port and and you don't feed your kids. Like you do not get to interact with these people. It's just weird. It's getting weird and I don't like it. And I, and there is something about, it's like when, you know, it's, it's probably how my kids feel when I say, use words like sus 
around them because they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. this fucking lady. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It's like that. It's like if my mom went up to me and said, slay, boots down, whatever, I would be like, oh my God, I want to throw myself at the window. That's what it feels like when Andy, when like the boss is like uh-huh. doing impressions of the employees. It's mm, not. Fun. I hate it. Hate Put it. him in jail. Save Monica's cell. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that the stupid impression leads us to the stupid fucking marriages segment. Um, Whitney's marriage, turns out, was never in trouble. She just didn't realize that her husband had gained weight. <laughs> <laughs> and you know... <laughs> it's so mean! Uh, <laughs> Whitney! <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, okay, she went on national television uh-huh. and claimed that her husband she was having troubles in her marriage because her husband had stopped wearing his wedding ring and turns out the poor guy just like probably had too much salt and not enough water and like his <laughs> ring didn't fit anymore that's so mean i i also think both things can be true i think maybe there are marriage problems but also maybe he gained weight because <laughs> Because he wears the ring on his necklace now, but he didn't immediately. And, Mm. like, I think if it was only a weight gain issue and he wanted to wear the ring, then he would have done that from the get-go. Maybe men are stupid and they don't know that that's an option. Straight men especially. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, my husband just doesn't wear the ring anymore because he's afraid of losing it. Mm. So it's really funny when he randomly does wear it. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? What are you cheating yeah. on me? What is this? <laughs> um, yeah. There's a I, my note about Seth and, Seth and Meredith, Meredith says, Meredith and Seth, who cares? <laughs> I don't. No. Do you, have you ever listened to their podcast? Not once. And what I was mad about during this season is that they kind of made us. Like, we yeah. had full recordings that were just their scenes. I'm like, if I want to listen to your podcast, I will. But I don't want to, so I won't. But now I'm here forced to. Yeah. One thing about Meredith Marks is she's going to come on the show and shill something. It was like her <laughs> stupid son's tracksuits. Uh-huh. Something else. I don't know. Uh-huh. Her dumb jewelry. <laughs> her caviar. Her yeah. dumb podcast with her stupid husband. Oh, my God. You're right. She's trying to be the candy of Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> She's a 3,000 square foot house of candy of Salt Lake City, okay? <laughs> um, Monica, did, now, did Andy say Monica's getting $600 or $6,600 a month in child support? I thought I heard three sixes because I thought someone was going to say something about the devil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's sixty. It's $66,600? That's a lot of money. It is. A month? I think it's It has to be $6,600. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is a full-time, like, people's full-time jobs. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know why she was not giving us anything during that. Yeah, it was, she was just crying about it. Um. But then, like, when they were like, no, that's good. Like, that's that's a win. You should, like, whatever. Not celebrate, but she's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Um, we I forgot that she had a blanket business. Me too. <laughs> I think she did as well, actually. <laughs> she, she did. I think, I think Monica doesn't give a fuck about her blanket business. I think Monica wants to be, like, a TikToker. I think she wants to be an influencer. Oh, yeah. Because she wasn't shipping out those blankets, but she was taking that photo shoot with burning newspapers. <laughs> she was. She was recording TikToks at a car wash and then not paying them and then getting sued by them. Wait, I don't know that. Oh, my God, Donnie. This is so fucking delightful. Monica <laughs> Monica is getting sued by a car wash because she went into the car wash, held up the line, used extra time in there because she had the car in there and she was making like a, a, a TikTok where she was switching into multiple different costumes <gasps> and dancing and singing along with washing the car. Wait. No. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. 
she was outside of the car though. Uh-huh. Or at a drive-through car wash I don't where like gonna, the- I don't know what kind of car wash it was, but it was one where she could get out of the car and okay. wash the car. Uh, I think also it looked like a carport and <laughs> She, but it was at a car wash and she was apparently, she used up extra time because yeah. obviously it's like a, they probably have an estimate like, oh, okay. Every hour, if we right. get five cars, we can make this. But if you're in there for five cars worth of time, <laughs> you should pay for that. And it's, she didn't. And she's getting sued by them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was taking up time that she could have been mailing blankets. <laughs> <laughs> truly truly um and you know what yeah heather brings up the fact that she didn't get her blanket if i was on this show with a possible fraudulent business i would make sure that my castmates were if i only sold five blankets i would make sure they were the people that got their blankets let people online say whatever they're gonna say but like if heather gay has an outstanding order for blankets sell her a fucking blanket before the reunion are you stupid well yeah it's like um i know you don't really you're not you don't care much about summer house Right? No, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, but there was a woman. There's a woman on Summer House. I'm forgetting her name, but she had made cookies. She was a baker, oh. and she had this cookie business, and she was doing like a Beyonce like cookie drops, like where she would like drop it, and then people could order or whatever. Oh. Way behind on the cookies. Like there was a back order. People started leaving reviews. People hadn't gotten their cookies for months. Right. Oh. At least that's like okay. Well, those are cookies. What I want to know is. The blanket business, I know they showed us what it was, but they're just like, is she making the blankets? Are they customized blankets? Is it just like swaddles? Is it it's is it blankets for babies or blankets for pets? Oh, is it not for adults? (laughs) (laughs) Any of those, right? Is she crocheting blankets? I don't know what the blanket business is, which is where I go, I don't think there was ever a blanket business. No, I don't think so either. No. Um, Angie versus Meredith. Obviously, this like the stupid rumors. Uh, and mm. again, you can't come on the show and then do a monologue of your most iconic lines, Meredith. Like, that's not fun. I don't uh-uh. like it. Um, anyway, Angie wrote said some things that were really funny. For example, this didn't come up until this rat came out of the sewer <laughs> regarding the rumors about um Sean. Uh-huh. Um Meredith uh, claims that when she was complaining, when she was on her little like semi-drunken slurry rant, that she wasn't talking about her marriage. She was just talking about her husband. And then she does a reading of her stupid line. And she, I got to say, Meredith Marks is a lawyer, a former lawyer, Uh but a lawyer nonetheless. And she is right to say, I did not talk about her marriage. I talked about her husband. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that her marriage is bad it might mean that her husband is bad yeah it could be a business thing a fraud thing it could be anything i know i do have to ask we never quite found out why angie came onto the show with like a hard-on against meredith and again andy is not doing his job because he never asks her you're right and i i think that I don't know if he's not smart enough or if audiences aren't smart enough or what but like what he never wants to get to the bottom of a story. He only wants to like focus on what we already have at face value. Like, yeah. oh, these are the scenes we got. Let's yell at each other more about it. Like he yeah. never wants to dig in. We need a therapist as a host, honestly. Honestly. Um, would you believe that it was a com- compliment if someone called you a trampoline with eyes? <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe not. I don't know. The more she explained it, I was like, hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm hitting close to 40. I'm currently going through some sort of super dry, weird skin stuff where like the skin around my like my like marionette lines are super dry. So they're like super du- like I see them all the time and I'm I'm constantly pulling my face yeah. back like a trampoline. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I would I would cut my arm off to look like a trampoline with eyes at this point. <laughs> 
And like, if this was in response to the work that Meredith gets done. So like, if you are getting it done to look like a trampoline with eyes and that's what you look like, then I guess they're doing a good job. You know what I mean? You got your money's worth. Yeah. Um, Angie and Monica kind of squabble and Angie says that she's a pillar of the community of Salt Lake City. <laughs> Maybe. We'll never know because Andy doesn't get deep enough. <laughs> I would say how. Tell me all the ways you are. Exactly. Yes. Um, uh, Monica does take ownership about blurting out the thing about Sean because they're like trying to ask about like, isn't Whitney involved because Whitney's the yeah. one that told Monica to say something and then blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. But the reunion ends with Annika, uh, Annika, Angie and Monica having this exchange. Okay. Angie says, this is my marriage. This is my moment. You need to zip it. Monica, this is your moment. Yeah. You finally made it four seasons later. Andy whispers, well, I could say the same thing about you. He said, actually, well, the same could be said about you. And then Angie shouting, I made it, bitch. I deserve to be here because I check off all the boxes. You fucking Range Rover under a fucking carport, spending your kids fucking money on a fucking purse. You're irresponsible and you're sending a bad message to your daughter. Fuck off, bitch. And I was like, Angie, <laughs> would a pillar of a community say these words? <laughs> Sutton would not. And she's not even the pillar of a community. She's just head of the ballet academy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Range Rover under a fucking carport. It's not even she says you have a Range Rover. No. Under a she, you are. a. Ra- that is what you are. You're a Range Rover under a carport. And that is. To uh, me, that is beautiful. Like it's like in, it's like you know those like videos of like in this culture we don't say it's like in Greek culture we don't say you're a fake nouveau rich poor person. We say you're a fucking Range Rover under a carport, and I think that's beautiful. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it was great. It was so good. It was. It was. <laughs> And I again, do want to talk about what Andy said really quick, though. Like, yeah. there is a difference. Angie has been trying to get on since season one. Yes. Monica has not. So, like, yes, they both do appear in the same season. But if one applies three years after the other one, it's not the same impact, babe. Yeah. Angie's just been lurking around in the background yeah. waiting to be brought on as a She's friend. She's the Marlo of, of yes. She- <laughs> <laughs> Honestly- like, I'll pay for my own trip. I'll pay. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even say she's a Marlo. I mean, she's almost like, remember, um, what was her name? Uh, the lady in New York who is like, uh, I think she was a queer woman. And she she was like bisexual, but she was also a contractor. Wait, was she a was she bisexual? Yeah. The woman that ran for mayor? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea she was bisexual. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, yeah. I would have thrown you a party. Would have voted for you. <laughs> um, what was her name? I keep wanting to say Roberta, but that's not right. It's not right, no. and I feel like she was on my Housewives podcast, so I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, like, it's like that. Like, that's like that's yeah. who you are, Angie. Like at best, <laughs> you know. Uh, and and so yes, I do think there's a big difference, and I know Andy's just doing that because. Monica's being such so bitchy that uh-huh. Andy's like I'm done with you. Yeah, but um, there is this thing, and I think that you'll probably agree. There's this thing that Monica adds to the show, which is um in the flavor of like a Brandy Glanville, just like chaos, right? Yeah, like she's so bra- she's so Brandy Glanville coded. She Monica. is fully, and and at this point, I don't know. I think Bravo is afraid of getting another Brandy Glanville. You know what I mean? No. So we see that if you have Brandy on, we might not be able to air the season because she'll grab Caroline Manzo's titty or whatever. <laughs> so, like, maybe now they see the signs that she is Brandy Glanville coded and they're like, let's just leave her. Let yeah. Andy can yell at her, whatever he's going to do, this reunion, and we'll never see her again. Yeah, I mean, but you could also say that Ashley Darby is Brandy Glanville coded. 
Ashley Darby's a little different, I think. Uh, now, I think Ashley and Michael as a duo are Brandy Glanville Cody. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. Ashley's, Ashley's slick with her mouth and she will, like, tell all your business, but with a smirk. Like, and that makes it more dangerous than Brandy Glanville, I think. Like, she never lets her emotions fully take over. Yeah. But then... Michael Darby will put his hands on you and possibly <laughs> sexually assault your husband. So Michael Darby will grope Caroline Manzo. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so yes. as as a couple, they are Brandy Glanville oh, coded. That was so true. Oh, you're right. You're right. You know what? And I'm you know, and shame on me for blaming Ashley for what her husband does. Because they are well, still married. <laughs> that's correct. And that's that's maybe she should be blamed a little bit because they are still married. Um, it's a real shame that Chelsea has to be on the second part of this because usually, historically, the second part of reunions is really bad. Uh, well, then I'm fine with it because I was upset. <laughs> I was upset when we got the tra- <laughs> when we got the trailer and Mary Cosby. Is oh, in next you're week right. Never mind. I think she won't be in part three. Then no, I think she we're won't. just gonna dust her off for next week. Oh. And that upsets me. Okay, fine. So Chelsea gets Mary Cosby. That's actually not so bad. Not bad at all, I'd say. <laughs> you got carport. You got fucking Range Rover under carport. And she gets Mary Cosby. And I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, because who knows what's going to be said next <laughs> that's week. That's a good deal, like $6,600 a month in child support. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that was me being Monica. <laughs> um, any other thoughts, Donnie? Um... No, I think we covered it all. Everything I wanted to say has been said. Do you think people should just like calm down a little bit with getting so emotional about the stupid show? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> You're ruining the fun. Well, not for me, because as you know, I just block anyone with a different opinion than mine. So my Twitter feed is pretty. There are some sneaks, but as soon as they sneak, I block them. But there are some sneaks. Uh, but besides them, like everyone on Twitter is fine with just having fun about Housewives. Yeah, exactly. Like, is Monica deranged? Of course she is. She like now. Have you kept in touch with like kept up on all these like? Tanisha and all of this bullshit that's coming out. A little bit. I'm going to say it right now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but Taria brought up a really great theory. Which is, which is, are Monica and Tanisha both in cahoots? Because yes. now, okay, there you go. That's uh-huh. it. That's it. But yeah, because, <laughs> because like Tanisha said it, because Monica keeps being like, yeah, Tanisha has all the proof and you guys should go and check yes! her out. Like, it's almost like she's like, I want you to get famous off of this and like have a following and then you can because then also Tanisha has TikToks and they're just trying to make money on TikTok, you guys. That or I think Monica knows her storyline is over if there's not anything added to it new. So I think Bravo will get rid of her. Period. That's it. I think Bravo will get rid of her. But if Heather has a friend who then she can bring in and attack Monica and Monica goes back and forth and it becomes a storyline of who's lying, Tanisha or Monica, then possibly Monica will get more airtime. But I think without Tanisha, where you've seen the end of Monica. I know, which is a shame. Also, I don't know how to say this nicely this is not a body thing this is not a hair th- i don't know what it is but tanisha's not camera ready so i don't know that we're gonna see her well i was gonna say it would be really sad if like they brought on tanisha and like heather's like this is my friend tanisha and it's like is she your friend yeah is she she's i'm pretty sure she's your employee like right. you know what i mean like and and i feel like these people who ran reality Vontees are just thirsty enough to be like yeah i'll get on camera any which way i don't care uh-huh yeah um apparently also the all the videos that um reality vonti shared of like jen abusing her boss mm. uh, jen abusing her employees apparently had been shared with heather before they were shared on reality vonti's which oh. goes to show that heather is an unreliable person and mm-hmm. heather has always been friendly with reality vontees she knew who reality vontees was because she had already been in contact with the people who were involved in that video recording uh-huh yeah yeah oh, so god, god but again and i think i said this during the reunion i don't care if we find out <laughs> they have full scripts and they have rehearsals like 
Monica's a mother of none of those kids are Monica's. She's yeah. just an hired actress. You've seen her in the finale of Friends, possibly as a waitress <laughs> in the background. I yeah. don't know. I wouldn't care because they're providing entertainment and that's all I need. Exactly. I don't need any authenticity when it comes to these shows. <laughs> no. No. None. And and I think the most annoying fight is when they all fight about who is being more authentic, which is why like Beverly Hills gets really annoying. Mm-hmm. And like even the fight on Potomac is annoying because they're almost like using their inauthenticity as a fight with each other. Yeah. And so I don't like that. We all know that you're inauthentic. We all know that you're hiding shit. But the funniest thing is watching you pretend like we don't know that. Yes. And I I don't know if Salt Lake, they're all hiding stuff or none of them are smart enough to or what. Well, they're definitely hiding stuff. So I think it's that they're all hiding stuff that makes Salt Lake not attack each other for being inauthentic. Whereas like Beverly Hills, if we're all getting paid the same, why me, who's whatever, crying about my marriage, blah, 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 blah. Why am I getting the same as Kyle Richard, who's pretending to be a lesbian? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think not breaking the fourth wall makes it difficult. And that's why Ultimate Girls Trips work so well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, What do you have going on, Donnie? Well, you can listen to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast, wherever you get your shows. And you can follow me on all platforms, including Letterboxd, um, (laughs) at Real Donnie Wood. (laughs) I'm obsessed with Letterboxd. I know. (laughs) I'm going to make it the new thing. Okay, great. It's already very much a thing, but now that I'm there, I'm going to make it a thing. Well, I joined Goodreads. <laughs> oh, I'm also on Goodreads. Okay, we'll add each other. Okay, great. <laughs> Are you reading this year? I am. Wow. We talked, literally talked last episode about how we should burn books. Yeah. And I'm 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 almost done with like my second book of the year. Wow. Does that include the one that you started in 2023? Okay. That's right. You know what? That's okay. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because last time you weren't going to include it and I told you you should. So I didn't know if you took my advice or not. No, I did take your advice. And then I was like, I am a reader. And then now now I fooled myself into being a reader. Like the way Lisa Barlow fooled herself into believing that her ring was lost. And it was.